You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Irish, your daily Notre Dame Athletics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode, we will be covering Notre Dame's loss over the weekend. I know we're a little bit late, folks, but we had a college football playoff game to recap. We're going to be recapping the loss to UNC. We will then react to news surfacing on a potential candidate for the defensive coordinator spot. Lastly, we have to hit on the latest announcement from a bit surprising player to announce that he is declaring for the NFL, as well as a number of transfers that have popped up over the weekend. Before we get into that, folks, I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts. I'm a former long snapper from the University of Rhode Island, and Ryan is the director of scouting at NFL Draft Bible. So this game... Against UNC, a, a 66-65 to 65 loss, a game where if you did tune in and you, you did end up seeing what happened in this game, you can understand why it's, it's just added frustration into the mix of being a Notre Dame fan because they played a really good game. They shot 47%, uh, 47% from three. Leshevsky had over 25 points. The bench didn't really contribute a whole lot so that you can't really bring them up into the equation. But this game ends up being very back and forth at the end. It's a lot of trading baskets. You get down to a point where it is very, very tight. And Notre Dame is up by a small enough margin that on a final possession for UNC, they end up scoring a contested shot to take that 66-65 to lead. Now, that wasn't really the, you know, the bad part. You gave up a shot, guy hits a contested shot. But the thing that got then complicated in this mix here, Ryan, is with nine seconds left, Notre Dame has plenty of time to set something up. Get the ball to somebody that is going to be a consistent shooter, a guy that you can rely on, somebody who, again, plenty of time to get somebody open. Instead, the ball ends up in the hand of Juwan Durham, who takes a mid-range shot, and as you can expect, he misses it. I'm going to refrain... For being too negative, because I, I think we were a little negative on the Monday show, talking about something completely different. But why is Jawan Durham taking a mid-range jump shot with nine seconds to go with the game on the line? You're, you're, you're saying you're not going to be negative, but then you go on your typical Jawan Durham stinks. Rant. I didn't say he stinks. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I- but okay. he's not a uh, he's, a, right, he's not right. a good jump shooter. He's not going to hit that shot. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That is my words to Notre Dame fans. So if you uh, if you want to come at anybody, don't come at Joe DeLeon. That was my words. Uh, so I want to be positive because, like you said, it was not a great Monday show if we're talking about positivity. So let me start with something that has me excited. Nate Lashevsky, man. He is really coming into his own, and he, he is about all the size they have outside of Juwan Dorham at six foot ten. He's not your traditional down low player, but what he is is he's that stretch four guy, that twenty five points, nine rebounds, very solid rebounder, seven of eleven from deep at a, from a six ten player is a incredible mark. You talked about the the three point percentage in this game, forty seven percent. That was really 
the the big point, the big uh, the big uh, help, the big buffer for that forty seven percent was Nate Lashevsky making almost seventy percent of his three pointers. Absolute incredible performance from Nate Lashevsky. And there were some really good things that you know we we saw. Prentice Hub wasn't great from three pointer, but you know he he consistently gives us solid play. Nate Lashevsky, I mean that for me was if, if we're really taking away the positivity from this game, it looks like we might have our best basketball player. I know we thought it was Prentice Hub. Uh, early in the season, he's kind of hit a little bit of a lull, you know, in, in a couple of these games down the sh- um, in the, this little middle stretch that we got going on here. But Leshevsky has continued to get better and better, and I'm really excited to see it. And unfortunately for this one, Notre Dame came out a little short. And I think that the, a big part of that was when you count up the bench scoring for this game, you're going to say they played 42 minutes off the bench, talking about uh, – Jogo, Zona, Morgan, and Sanders only for one minute, and they scored seven points in that 42 minutes. So obviously not much bench scoring, not much bench productivity. And I will say where the biggest advantage is usually against Notre Dame, because we, because I, like I said, Leshevsky's not your typical down-low defender. He's not your typical big man that is a traditional starting five. And even though he actually did not start um, at the five spot, Durham did because uh, Trey Wirtz did not play during this game. But the advantage that most teams have against us is down low. And who, I mean, if, if I mean to give a shout-out to another team's player, Dayron Sharp, man, who I did not know much about. I kind of looked him up in his recruiting profile. Obviously, he's at North Carolina, so you know he was a nice recruit. 25 points, 9 rebounds, six foot 11, 265 pounds. He took advantage of where Notre Dame is weakest down low, and it had an excellent game. He really buoyed that whole offense. You know, 25 points, the next closest guy was Walton with 12. So he was the emphasis offensively. It this is a very misfor- uh, unfortunate one, man. Because like, is North Carolina a great team? No, they're a solid basketball team who is a, a traditional powerhouse in basketball, and it would have been nice to get a win. But th- at least we're looking and we're seeing competitive basketball games. I think that Notre Dame has a good mix of talent, especially in their starting five. It again is just. Got to start to create more depth. And obviously with Trey Wirtz out, that hurts our depth uh, depth possibilities. But I I think there are a lot of good things to come out of this game. Unfortunately, uh, what what they were able to do down low with with De'Ron Sharp, I think was really the difference in this game and and why that ultimately the Tar Heels had a slight advantage of us. Yeah, and and you've pointed out a lot of really important things and the positivities of this game, which I think are worth highlighting. It's a a 6-4 UNC team now after the victory. Not a ranked UNC team, but still a good ACC opponent. A game that you need to win if you want to remain competitive in this conference right now for the remainder of the year. It's still early. This is still very early in ACC play. You, You have a lot of time to resettle and end up with a really good seed for the ACC tournament. But the thing that's just really disappointing is the approach and the effectiveness on that final nine seconds. And I I was right when you were talking, Ryan, I pulled the clip up again and I watched it like three or four times. And I'm just, I, I feel like it was just such a knee jerk reaction by, I think it was Cormac Ryan who dribbled the ball up it was such a knee-jerk reaction for him to dish it out when Durham's man slid while he was driving towards the uh, towards the basket down the middle of the, the court. It was a knee-jerk reaction to pitch it out to Durham, who 
took a shot that he's really not meant to be taking. And it makes sense. UNC, I would argue, played that perfectly because the approach was, all right, if, if they're going to drive straight to the rack, we're going to slide immediately because you're not going to you're probably not going to trust Jawan Durham, so you're either going to take a super contested layup or you're going to miss a wide-open jump shot, and that's what happened. They put Notre Dame in a really messy spot. And, you know, I saw it. I, there were some people on Twitter I saw were, were calling for Mike Bray's head too, which is I thought a little funny that we're at, the, <laughs> at this crossroads uh, where, where both coaches are being called for. But I'm not going to go that far. I just I wish the execution was a little bit better, and I think that's what killed them there is that there was not as much of – not as much preparation as there should have been for that situation. You literally gave the ball to the worst possible person to take that shot because he's just not, he's not meant to do that. Durham's not good at taking jump shots. He's just not. No matter what sport you play, it's all about maximizing your strengths and forcing other teams into their weaknesses. Juwan Durham taking a mid range jump shot. That is not the most advantageous decision for your, for your success. Leshevsky, Prentice Hub, those guys getting some looks either near the basket or mid-range to deep, that is a good situation to have. Jawan Dorm is not. So applaud again. We played a good, solid basketball game. But in the end, North Carolina made the plays, and they forced us into some bad situations and some bad potential shots. That was the big decider in that basketball game. Coming up, we are going to talk about a spicy candidate for the defensive coordinator spot, one that I know that Ryan is foaming at the mouth just to even talk about the possibility of signing this guy. So we're going to get to that soon. Before we do, though, folks, I want to talk to you about Bet Online. Are we ready for NFL playoffs? Are we ready for some NBA action, some college basketball? Well, if you are, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, BetOnline.com. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. We're, we're getting so close to the NFL playoffs. We've got a lot of interesting matchups going on. You've got a rematch between the Browns and the Steelers. You've got Chase Young calling out Tampa Bay. Who do you think is going to win? Do you think there's going to be a an upset going on? Do you think Washington maybe could upset Tampa? Put your money down. Go make yourself some money this weekend. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Twenty twenty is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and the NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. So we have news here, Ryan. We've got some really spicy news, as I said, and I would I would say this is currently a rumor. I, I don't know the legitimacy right now, but Tom Loy of Irish Illustrated, I believe that's of 24-7 Sports, um, typically has a recruiting background, but he published an article saying that they had a Zoom, Zoom call scheduled on Monday 
with Marcus Freeman, defensive coordinator from Cincinnati, to possibly fill the vacancy for Clark Lee. And this was a name that we brought up, and this was a name that we said, if you're going to go out and hire someone, the first priority, the number one guy that we need to talk about is Marcus Freeman. Now, it mentioned that there's a possibility that he ends up replacing Bo Pelini at LSU. There's also the possibility of if Luke Fickle leaves Cincinnati and heads somewhere, does Marcus Freeman come with him? Now, with all those things in, into the equation here, I, I still think that this is fantastic that they're at least taking the step and they're being very active and proactive in trying to go and get a guy like Marcus Freeman who maybe no, nothing happens at the head coaching spot like we, we completely highlighted that situation. If you can go get him a guy like Marcus Freeman, not only I think then that you can stay at the same level you had last season, but you can possibly surpass that. And we mentioned a bunch of different defense coordinators that might be potential candidates, position coaches that might be the replacement for Clark Lee. First name, the first name, go back and listen to the episode. And it was when me and Joe were talking about it, I'm like, Marcus Freeman, man, throw the money at him, I think is exactly <laughs> what I said. Throw the money at him because we're looking at a guy here. Ohio, he was Ohio State linebacker, very good football player. Now, and then he goes to, he has the Ohio State roots, his Buckeye guy. Goes with Luke Fickle to Cincinnati. And he has grown now into one of the better, better young defensive coordinators in all of college football. Only 34 years old, if I'm correct, in that age. So he is a young guy. He is aggressive. He, is, he has a lot of energy to him, which is what we need right now at Notre Dame. What did we talk about a couple of the big deciders? There was obviously a, a, some, some, in some positions, there was a difference in talent, which is why we lost the football games. But for me, and, we, and you talked about it, Joe, juice. There was no energy. There was nothing happening, man. We need a young, aggressive guy like this. Because Clark Lee was, you know how big a fan I am of Clark Lee. I think he's going to do a very good job at Vanderbilt. Already a couple interesting hires that he's brought to Vanderbilt with him. But Clark Lee's a, kind of a cool, cool customer. He's like a calm guy, right? Like he's, he doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. He's very intelligent. And that's just kind of his flavor. Marcus Freeman's a little something different. He's a very smart guy still. He's played the position. He's played on de- very good defenses. But the difference is he's going to bring some juice to your to your organization. He's going to bring some juice to your defensive side of the football. So I'm excited about this, and I'm really excited about this. I, and I'm not trying to get my hopes up too much because, like you said, there's a couple possibilities. Hey, maybe he's just going to sit, sit with Luke Fickle, whether he goes to a different program or he stays in Cincinnati, or maybe he's going to go to LSU. Obviously, LSU is an attractive spot because you're going to get a ton of talent. But Marcus Lee, uh, Marcus Lee, Marcus Freeman is a North guy. So keep him up North, man. <laughs> Bring in the Notre Dame. It's a perfect situation. I don't care what we have to pay this guy because obviously I'm not paying the checks. So that doesn't matter to me. Get this guy to Notre Dame. I'm a down on this. I'm down right now. And we, we had our, our, our you know funeral sounding episode yesterday about Brian Kelly. If Brian Kelly brings Marcus Freeman, though, to, to Notre Dame, I'll be excited. I'll back off for a minute because – Excellent football coach. I'm ready for it, man. We need some coaches with energy. We need energy. Tommy Reese is kind of cool and collected. Brian Kelly's taking a step back. He tries to, you know, get out. Of, doesn't show the emotion as much as some. There needs a little energy boost in this in this organization. There needs a little energy boost in this coaching staff. Bring Marcus Freeman to Notre Dame. I am all for it. And Joe sent me the 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 um the article earlier about it and i didn't even click into it i just saw you know oh a potential big hire i just assumed it was a little bit of a teaser from tom and i'm like uh, he said marcus freeman i'm like oh let's hope he's like no no that's who it is i'm like yes 
Make it happen. Make I should have. I should have let in with that because when I said that, I'm like, uh, Ryan, you realize it actually is Marcus Freeman. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about it on the show. And, and you know, obviously, I really think that if anything was going to happen with Brian Kelly, it would have happened already. Uh, there are yeah. possible rumors swirling around of maybe him him getting offers elsewhere. That doesn't end up happening. Um, but. Happens, happens right, every happened, year. Brian Kelly yeah, rumors. Brian Kelly rumors happen every single year. But the case you end up here is the way you can resolve the issues that, that held you back last year is hiring really good coordinators. And you don't have to make that decision to fire anybody. Maybe you're not satisfied with what Clark Lee did in those last two games. Just a, a hypothetical here. But, you know, he's gone now. You have an opportunity to possibly hire someone who's going to take your program a step further. Don't hire someone middling. Don't just promote somebody that's already on the staff. Go and get a big name. Get a big fish. You need to make a splash. And with a bunch of young, talented players stepping up into the equation, ready to play, you need a big name like Marcus Freeman. And hopefully that ends up being it. Like you said, Ryan, that is the name that we are going to be watching the closest. In a few minutes, we are going to talk about... One player announcing a declaration for the NFL and then some transfers entering the transfer portal. Before we get to that, Ryan has a message for you folks from a new sponsor, that being Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com also offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can visit rockauto.com? Go to rockauto.com today, right now, and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on on their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Lock Ons Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL covering all the latest news and insight on every single game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every week with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network subscribe wherever you get your podcast and folks also make sure you hit that subscribe button for us as well so you can stay up to date on all of our shows coming out 
throughout the basketball season. So we have an announcement. We're going to hit on both pieces here. Aaron Banks, not an announcement from us. An announcement from Aaron Banks, guard with Notre Dame, is declaring for the NFL. And that was a little bit surprising for me. Ryan thought that was going to happen. I thought maybe he was a guy that would stay an extra year because you tend to see that with Notre Dame players that want to finish their degree or maybe finish their grad degree and then decide to leave. But Aaron Banks decides he wants to move on. Maybe he says to himself, there's a lot of young guys coming in. I'm just going to let these guys step up and play. I'm going to pursue that NFL opportunity. And Ryan, I know that you're a really big fan of his, so th- this makes a lot of sense. He's probably going to to shoot up some boards once people actually take the time to watch the tape and see what he's capable of. He, he's been overshadowed. Liam Eikenberg, we talked about Jared Patterson before he got injured. Robert Haynes, you go into the senior ball with Liam. Uh, Tommy Kramer's kind of been the the name at guard. But I told, I mean, I've said this several weeks ago. Aaron Banks is the best offensive guard that's played at Notre Dame since Quentin Nelson. He's made a couple All-American teams this year, and he got kind of out of the shadow, I think, especially now. And he must have gotten some good feedback from the NFL because obviously as a, as a redshirt junior, he had the opportunity to come back and be the name on the offensive line with Jared Patterson, be the guy. But apparently the NFL likes him quite a bit. I like him quite a bit. 6'5", 330 pounds, left tackle background as a recruit. He's got the size, athleticism attributes. I mean, the guys that really showed up to me in the the playoff game is you saw Aaron Banks a couple plays, especially on that screen, man, where he's hauling 330 pounds downfield into the second and third levels on that screen. I was like, that dude's a good athlete, man. He's good. He's physical. He's strong. A lot of really nice things. And like, I think the great point that you said there is, you're only going to return now one offensive lineman. You're breaking in a new quarterback. There's a lot of changes that are going to be on defense. There's a new defensive coordinator coming in. There's a lot of changes going for Notre Dame in 2021. And even though we think that Notre Dame's hit this stability where they're going to win 10 plus games every year, this might be a transition year next year with a new quarterback breaking in. We'll see if it's a freshman or it's one of the young guys, like whatever happens in that situation. But it's not going to be, at least experience-wise, what this year's team was. So it, it made sense, especially as a fourth-year junior, you would think that he'd be close, if not already, to his degree to take his game to the NFL because, man, he had a he had a tremendous 2020 season. He really showed out. He was one of the best interior offensive linemen in all of college football, centers or guards. Aaron Banks is the real deal. Day two potential, I think, with this guy. Second or third round, I think he's that good. Once people really start hitting on the tape and watching number 69 instead of watching 74 and uh, 72 and and uh, Tom, Tommy Kramer 78, like when they start getting their eyes off of those guys that have been a little bit of the bigger names, you're going to see that that Aaron Banks might be the best player on this offensive line potentially. So as you can tell, Aaron Banks, one of those guys leaving – you're losing out on a veteran player. And as you mentioned, there is going to be a little bit of reloading along that offensive line at the quarterback position, some of these receiver spots. It's going to be a very different looking Notre Dame team. And they're either going to use that young energy to hit the ground running, or there might be some, uh, some bumps along that road. We're going to have to see what ends up turning out with that. And speaking of already seeing some bumps, we have a, a number of names entering the transfer portal. The more notable one, that we're seeing are more notable ones. There's some that I'm probably missing. Jafar Armstrong and Jameer Smith, two running backs. Colin Grunland, a backup offensive lineman and center. And then lastly, the the other one here, Isaiah Rutherford. You know, you're losing 
all of those guys entering the transfer portal. Now, these weren't like key, all big name contributors on the roster, but you're ultimately losing some rotational pieces, some guys, and they are entering the never endlessly expanding transfer portal. Yeah. And running back position, I, I, I think we could foresee this one a little bit. It's not where it was a couple years ago where like we were just searching for guys. So, like, hey, Jafar Armstrong, you got to play running back. We now have Kyron Williams, Chris Tyree. Kyron's going to be around for at least one more year. Chris is going to be around for two years in theory. We have a couple guys coming in, potentially in Audric Estime and maybe Logan Diggs, depending on what that recruitment's looking like. So we have some guys that are going to be in that room. So Jafar Armstrong has fluctuated between running back, wide receiver, never found his niche. That one didn't take me off guard. Jameer Smith didn't take me off guard because, we again, we also have Sebo Flemingster potentially coming back again. So it's a crowded room. Running back made a lot of sense. Uh, Grunhard transferring was, you know, he's a depth piece. This, I think the biggest thing about this is you're losing depth that's been in the program. College-ready players. They've been in the weight room. They've been on the practice field. Like, they understand the tradition and what it takes to be a collegiate athlete. The one, though, that really was not upsetting, but I, I was, you know, I was kind of big on Isaiah Rutherford when he came out of high school because he was a highly claimed cornerback recruiting what was our biggest weakness this year? Cornerback. Like that was that was it, man. Because Nick McLeod had a solid year, but the, the other cornerback position opposite of him, I feel like I've been talking about it every episode, just wasn't good enough. Losing depth at that position, not a great thing. And I know we have five or six defensive back recruits coming in this year, so it's it's not the most detrimental loss of all time. We're not talking about a guy that was like you know a good a starting player, an All American or something, but. Still, you know, having a, a, an athlete that is highly acclaimed and plays a position that we need, it's going to hurt a little bit, at least immediately. So I'm a, a little, you know, not again, not upset, but, you know, disappointed that Isaiah Rutherford never got a, a fair shake, in my opinion. And uh, now we have, we're losing depth, but now it makes sense. Because I felt like every time I would listen to Mike Singer over there at BGI, he would just say like, oh, Notre Dame's probably going to take 21. And then it would change. Oh, they're probably going to take 23. They're probably going to take 24. And they ended up, I think, with like 26 guys in the class. So it makes sense why it's a bigger class for Notre Dame because I think they ha- they kind of anticipated some of these guys leaving. And I want, would like to applaud the guy, these guys because not, not only do I hope the best for them wherever they choose to play the rest of their football, the rest of their time in college, but I think waiting until after the season was over to make these announcements – is really it's it's really a, a class classy look for those guys because you know that obviously in the midst of a playoff run and and trying to win a national championship, we saw a couple guys leave during the season, which you know isn't a huge distraction. But I just really am happy that these guys were classy enough to say we're going to finish it out and then we're going to take our opportunities elsewhere. And I wish all of them the best of luck because they're they're good football players. It's just when you're playing at Notre Dame. The depth is going to be there, and you're playing with some damn good football players. So hats off to those folks. All right, we're going to try to keep this last point very concise because we're approaching the end of our time limit here on the show that we like to hit. I uh, absolutely love when I'm recording and I get breaking news of something that happened. So Jeremiah Wusukoromoa has also announced that he is entering the NFL draft. So that one's that no. one's not surprising. No. That one's not surprising at all. <laughs> that one... I was not shocked at all by Aaron Banks. I was a little bit like, oh, really? He's leaving? But what you explained makes a lot of sense to me. But Jeremiah Usukoromo, I think everybody knew this dude with the year that he had, had no value in returning, wins multiple awards, All-American, All-Conference. And everybody knows right now that at the very least, 
he'll be drafted in the second round, I feel like. It depends on where teams value right. him, but what he has done and what he has shown that he's capable of doing in an NFL where people are chasing after and everybody's going to want their own Jeremy Chin, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa is going to be a uh, part of that group. Yeah, and I would really like to do a, a more in-depth breakdown of just why Jer- uh, Jeremiah is such an important player. But it was just funny at the press conference, he got a question like, uh, Jeremiah, you know, and it, it kind of said like, are you playing in the NFL next year? And he was like, oh, I haven't made that decision yet. Yes, like, you did. Come on. Boy, we, we yes, know you did. You already talked here. to an agent. You've already picked one. You've already probably picked where you're doing your your prep, your pro day prep and everything. We all know how right. it works. There, I played with guys. I, I played with guys uh, who are in one of which is in the NFL right now. Actually, two of them are in the NFL right now. And during the season, like midway through the season, they already were had DMs hit, uh, their DMs exploding with with agents hitting them up. So the process right. is figured out well in advance. So yeah, I, that, that is very funny that you say that, Ryan. Folks, that is going to be it from us here on today's episode. Coming up in the week, we are going to be talking about the Georgia Tech basketball game. We should have a guest coming on to talk about that game and share their thoughts on what you should be expecting on Wednesday. Uh, folks, also follow us on Twitter at LockedOnIrish, at Joe DeLeon, and at Rise and Draft. Hit that subscribe button if you enjoy the show and hit a, leave us a review if you like listening to our show. Lastly, if you're looking for something to tune into, head to Locked On Bets and make yourself some money. I'll talk to you tomorrow, folks. Enjoy the rest of your day.